Hey, what's up? Hello. We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Justin Michael. It is late night, Tuesday night. The Memphis Grizzlies are coming off of a beatdown of the Brooklyn Nets in the Summer League. And our guy, David Roddy, went off. Had his best game of the summer so far. Looked really, really smooth on both ends of the floor. Was extremely impactful right out of the gate. It was all great to see, so we're going to talk about it. It kind of cracked me up because, you know, right a couple of days ago, I was like, you know, he doesn't need to do anything extraordinary these last couple of games. He's just kind of got to keep pace with what he'd already done so far, and then he just comes out and balls the hell out. And it was awesome to see. I was literally pacing around my living room. I mean, you would have thought I was watching the playoffs or something, not the summer league, but you just you can't help but, but be stoked for our guy. I mean, he has just worked so hard. And obviously there was a lot of doubt. There were a lot of people that were hypercritical of Memphis for drafting him that high. And those same Grizzlies fans that were, you know, critical of them drafting a Mountain West guy, six foot five, two hundred and fifty pound prospect, are, are gonna be rocking his jersey. And and that's just how it goes. But it was just awesome to see. You know, I joked on Twitter, is it too soon for David Roddy to get his own shoe? Tongue in cheek, but I mean, if he continues to play like this, he's certainly going to earn minutes. I will say that we do need to kind of take all summer league results with a grain of salt. Just that, you know, it's it's fairly unstructured. There's not a lot of cohesion. And because of that, you know, sometimes guys are, are able to really shine that wouldn't necessarily perform, you know, in, in a real NBA setting. That said, the, the things that David Roddy is flashing... The game that he's shown, it's all translatable, and I'm going to get into all of that. Real quick, though, the action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right, make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action, whether it's golf, the MLB, MMA, you name it, they've got it. They've got future bets out for college football and the NFL. I mean, now is now's the perfect time to try and mine and, and take some, just take advantage of the book, man. Plus with parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, props, your betting options are, are pretty much endless over with our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code DNVR. Make your first deposit. Get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Again, that promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Cool, 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 cool. So I, I was watching this game started at 4.30 local time, which was kind of wonky, but fortunately for me, you know, working from home, I, I was able to do so. Uh, you can actually re-watch the games if you have a cable subscription. Just go over to uh, ESPN.com. But, um, you know, like I said, I, I didn't really have high expectations or anything like that. I didn't go into this game feeling like David had to to ball out or something like that. It's not as if he had underperformed. I mean... I had already said a couple of days ago, based on what he'd shown these last couple of games, you know, I think he's already 
making a strong case to, to earn minutes and, you know, work his way into the rotation. And if he continues to develop that, he could be, you know, fringe starter. But I mean, if he plays like he did against the Nets, look out, man. I mean, at, at that point, he could really, you know, outperform expectations, which would be really awesome. I just think that we all got to just remember that it's summer league. He's doing exactly what we want to see. He's, you know, balling out in a way that we haven't seen former CSU players perform in summer league. So all of that's really encouraging, but it's summer league nonetheless. All right. Now that we've established that, now that I've, you know, established that we're trying to keep level headed through this entire process, let's talk about this epic performance from David, because I mean, just right, right from the get go, you could tell that he was in his element. I mean, he just looked really comfortable out there. He looked just like he was playing in the Mountain West tournament, and that was kind of fitting given that it was at uh, Cox Pavilion out in, in Vegas, which is the practice facility for UNLV. It's located right next to the Thomas and Mack Center. Anyways, you could just tell early on that it was going to be a solid night for him, that his game was on, that he was feeling it a little bit. I like that it wasn't all offense. I mean, we are going to talk about some of what he showed offensively and some of the plays specifically, all of, of which were great. I, I love the defense more than anything. I mean, right, right. It might not have been the first possession. It might have been the second one, but Roddy switched successfully three different times and then forced a, a turnover on his closeout, had a nice little running closeout on a three-point shooter, forced him to kind of you know, caused him to, to step out of bounds, get a turnover. That's exactly what you want to see, just all hustle and effort. And, and that was, you know, really the consistent thing for Roddy all night. Even on on plays where it wouldn't necessarily show up in the stat sheet or it wouldn't be as obvious as it was on that particular turnover with the, the closeout and then running out at the shooter, Roddy just never stopped moving at any point. And a lot of times it was his movement that you know opened up space for a teammate to drive in the lane or it was Roddy chasing a, a guy around a high screen that prevented him from getting the ball and then you know Brooklyn had to go to plan B or plan C. Good things happen when you move. I mean, the, the Golden State Warriors should be the, the shining example of this at, at this point. Obviously, the three-point shooting is, is what stands out. It's flashy. It's sexy. What makes the, the Warriors so insane is, one, they're a phenomenal defensive team that can switch basically everywhere. They just never stop moving either on, on either side of the ball. And it completely overwhelms and exhausts their opponents, and they they end up getting a, a bunch of easy buckets as a result. And while the the Grizzlies, you know, they're they're not the Warriors. Don't get me wrong. What they looked like offensively is is nothing like what the Warriors do, especially last night. I mean, there was essentially no structure to this game on, on either side. It just kind of looked like the coaches were trusting the players to go out there and and feel it for themselves. But I like that. I, I like that Roddy was able to go out, feel the game out. He was able to create for himself offensively. He looked comfortable defensively. And, and he did it, you know, in a, in a setting where everyone was just kind of improvising. The reason that's significant to me is that, you know, I, I trust Roddy to succeed in situations where they're operating within structure. He's a coach's dream. He's going to fulfill his individual responsibilities. He's never going to be a liability in that sense. As much as you can coach, as much as you can, you know, have a system though, there are always going to be moments in a basketball game 
that just kind of rely on players being able to to read the moment and and react accordingly to what's happening. In those moments, it all just kind of comes down to instinct and and general athleticism and you know also the ability to execute. We knew that Roddy could do it at the collegiate level. I mean, he'd done it consistently for the last three years. The question was, would he be able to do it against more athletic, larger competition? And, you know, the early indications are yes. I mean, he just looked good in all elements of the game. When when he was running the offense, he looked extremely smooth as a ball handler. There were a couple of different takes in which, you know, he had a nice little uh, crossover, you know, through the lane to create some defensive separation and get to the hoop. There was a moment in particular late in the first quarter where he kind of did that move that I was just talking about went hard to the lane, had a crossover, and kind of finished off the glass with a a little runner through contact, actually ended up drawing a foul in the process as one, as well, excuse me, combined and one and as well. But after that drive, the commentators actually compared it to James Harden. It was just a really crafty, nifty move. It was, you know, something that, if I would have saw at the collegiate level, would have had me out of my seat if he can do stuff like that consistently, though, I mean, he's going to be a really versatile scorer, especially when he's also knocking down jump shots. He went two of five from three in this one. I uh, had one in particular in transition where he shot off the pass about five or six seconds into the shot clock, drained it, nothing but net, really, really wet. Had a couple of epic dunks, too. One in particular in the, the second quarter where... Kenny Lofton Jr. got an offensive rebound under the hoop. Roddy came crashing in hard from the perimeter. Lofton dishes it to him. Roddy, who never slows down, goes up hard and just throws down a one-handed dunk. Resembled the uh, the Air Force dunk in, in Colorado Springs last season. Business decisions were, were certainly made by the, the Brooklyn defenders. I mean, they kind of just duck and get out of the way. I tweeted it on you know, <laughs> the DNVR Rams account. Move, bitch, get out the way. There's just a lot to be encouraged about. I mean, I think we we really saw everything that, that we would hope to see from a potential NBA player and that he was able to, to score at all three levels. He was able to create for himself offensively, but he was also able to knock down jump shots off the pass. Defensively, he was able to you know be effective along the perimeter, but he was also able to go down inside and you know contest a couple of people at the rim early on actually had a, an awesome block where he just kind of walled up when he had the ball he looked comfortable as a facilitator he looked comfortable as a ball handler when he didn't have it though he was constantly moving it was just a really nice blend of of a display of both talent and heart and all together it was just a really fun night I mean if, if Roddy continues this up he's just going to be an NBA darling, you know, he's obviously a really unique player, but it's also the way in which he plays that's just so endearing. And from a personal perspective, just having gotten to know David the last couple of years, obviously with him being a team DNVR athlete his junior year, I mean, how can you not be stoked for him? Obviously, it was a big gamble doing what he did. I think CSU fans were disappointed to, to not have him coming back for one more year with Isaiah and, and John and the rest of this group. But the reaction as a whole was largely just excited and 
you know, hopeful for David to, to go on and, and have this all work out. And again, it's summer league. I don't want to act like the, the process is all done, but he's, he's really shown that he can be an impactful player in the NBA. I mean, he had 20 points, three rebounds in just 23 minutes last night, 15 points in the first 18 minutes of action. If you're Memphis at this point, I mean, do you even play him in the last game? They've, they've seen what they need to see. I guess the the counter would be that it's just more minutes against professional basketball players, and that's always beneficial. But I would argue that, I mean, you have so many young guys that you want to look at. You know what you what you have in David at this point. Wouldn't shock me to see them, you know, hold him out of this last one. We'll see. But I think at this point, David's got to be feeling really, really good about the decision that he made. Obviously. Being a first-round pick, that was the the first indication that he made the right decision, that he you know locked down the contract, and that both gave him financial stability and you know some clout within the organization just from a resources spent standpoint. I mean, teams aren't going to invest heavily in in players, sign them to multi-year deals if they don't believe that they have a, a bright future. So when when they do invest in you that way, when they give you the guaranteed contract. It's also kind of ensuring that you have some time to grow. Like if Summer League would have just really been a struggle all throughout for David, you know, you wouldn't worry about him getting cut or anything at that point it, just because they're already committed to him. They, they invested the draft capital in him. They signed him to the multi-year contracts. They're invested in his future. Fortunately, he's looked great. And I think the, the tougher thing for Memphis isn't going to be, you know, I don't think they're going to be thinking to themselves, oh, man, we drafted this kid way too high. We gave him the deal. What are we going to do? It's it's going to be, oh, man, we drafted this kid. He's a stud. We really like him. We're a contender, though. Are we going to have enough minutes for him? And that's always a really hard balance for organizations, especially up-and-coming ones. I mean, you saw Denver struggle with it, uh, both with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. and, and the way that the coaches kind of handled it. I think there were times where the fans wanted them to be playing more and you knew what they could bring offensively, but the staff didn't really trust them defensively. This is summer league, so you know. Again, I don't want to. I don't want to get too carried away here. But if Roddy can, you know, do what he's done in summer league, and be close to that defensively, where you're just you're not you're not a liability. That's the hope early on. I mean, nobody's going to expect you to be an all NBA defender right out of the gate or anything like that. But can you hold up? Can you make opponents work for their buckets? Can you stay out of foul trouble? And then even more than anything, are you willing to just keep trying? And with David, you're never going to have to worry about his effort. So, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on David's performance in that summer league game. You know, some thoughts on his uh, potential moving forward, all of that stuff, how this could end up playing out. I do think we do need to remember that the Grizzlies are a team that have extremely high expectations for themselves. So there might be stretches where David doesn't play quite as much as we would like to see but there's just a lot of value in, in being in a winning organization, especially with players that are clearly supportive. And I think the Grizzlies have that, you know, in, in abundance, just a really great team culture. You see Desmond Bain and, and John Morant, you know, on the sideline of every single summer league game. They're not on their phones. You know, they're not talking to supermodels or rappers. They're into the game. They're trying to see what's happening. They're yelling out stuff. They're dapping up the players. After the game, you see Ja come mob. David Roddy. I mean, how cool is that? 
I'm very stoked that he ended up with the Grizzlies. I really am. But let's move on. We do have some local news. Head coach of CSU Men's Golf, Christian Newton, is retiring from collegiate coaching after 10 years leading the program, 20 years in college coaching overall. Has been ahead of the, the program through some of its most successful stints in history. So we'll kind of go over his legacy a little bit, but I do got to talk about my friends at FOCO. Colorado sports fans, your home for Denver sports coverage, has partnered with a leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. DNVR has teamed up with FOCO to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around. Whether it's Broncos, Nuggets, Avs, Rockies, Rapids, you name it, FOCO will have something for you or a loved one. If you're looking to get a gift for a diehard sports fan, they have officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids, and everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs. They've got you covered with the best Colorado merchandise. Head on over to FOCO.com and use the code DNVR for 10% off your order. All right, like I said, we're going to talk about Christian Newton and his retirement momentarily. Real quick, got to give you my DraftKings pick of the week. DraftKings pick of the week. I'm going to the MLB season specials page, and I'm looking at some of the props that they have. And one of the things that really intrigues me is you can bet on which division will win the World Series. So you don't have to get the correct team. You just have to get the correct division. Right now, the betting favorite is the AL East at plus 235, followed shortly by the NL West at plus 265. I know all the hype is you know around the AL East at the moment, just with what you have, uh, with the Yankees obviously being on fire. Baltimore has been really fun of late. I think the NL West. I think it's the Dodgers' year. But I don't feel quite as confidently about you know San Diego or San Francisco as I do with some of the second or third options in the AL East. And that's why I am going to, in fact, go with the AL East, the betting favorite at plus 235. I think it just gives you the best variety in terms of the teams that you get to back. So lock it in. That's my DraftKings pick of the week. AL East to be the winning division for the MLB this season at plus 235. All right, all right, all right. We got a press release earlier this afternoon announcing that uh, Christian Newton would be stepping down in August as the head coach of the Rams we have some quotes here from the press release. I'll go through those. Then we'll go through some of the impressive accomplishments for CSU under his tenure. First and foremost, I want to thank CSU Athletics, Joe Parker and Steve Cottingham for the opportunity to coach CSU men's program for the past 10 years. I'm so proud of what we have accomplished here on and off the course. To our donors and especially the Ram Masters Board, your support has been integral to the program, and I can't thank you enough for the contributions, time, and belief in me and the program. To the team, this is bittersweet. You are the reason I was a coach. You epitomized the meaning of a student-athlete. I will miss my time with you dearly, but will faithfully follow you every step of the way and can't wait to see what the future holds for this program and you individually. My family and I are excited for our next chapter, and that keeps us in Fort Collins deeply rooted in this wonderful community. I'm truly proud to be a CSU Ram. Newton had been coaching CSU for the last 10 seasons. He's a 20-year coaching veteran overall. Uh, during his tenure, he has guided CSU to seven of its top 16 national uh, rankings in program history. He led the team to three postseason appearances. Uh, two individuals earned postseason appearances under his tutelage as well. Uh, 13 team titles, 10 individual wins, 
two All-Americans, three All-District, and ten All-Mountain West selections have all occurred under Christian Newton. Additionally, he did a great job of prioritizing success in the classroom. In each of the last nine years, his teams have earned Golf Coaches Association of America, GCAA, Team Academic Award status. He had 16 GCAA All-American Scholars and 46 honored as Academic All-Mountain West over the last 10 years. Prior to CSU, Newton also worked at Georgia Tech and Alabama. He's a native of Lyons, Georgia, and an alumnus of Georgia Southern, where he earned a bachelor's degree in sports management back in 2002. Also has his master's in sports management, which he earned in 2004. I've got a quote here from Joe Parker in the press release, and he just says that we want to thank Christian for his outstanding efforts leading our men's golf program over the past 10 seasons. He not only developed the student athletes for success on the course while elevating the program again to national prominence and numerous NCAA regional appearances, but he was also committed to promoting great success in the classroom. We wish him and his family the best in the future. Ultimately, it's always going to be hard for the Olympic sports to gain the same type of traction that you know the the major team sports do as far as this men's golf program goes though I, I really do feel like newton did a great job of elevating the the status of the team i mean he had them consistently in contention he had them relevant in the conversation i mean every single summer you know we were tweeting about you know which csu guys were in the mix and while i can't say that i spent a ton of time around him you know i i have heard a lot of great things as far as Newton goes and just being a very genuine individual, which is always what you hope for with these coaches that, you know, they care about the the student athletes and that they care about these people, you know, both in terms of how they're competing, but also just as people. And it seems like he did a really great job there as well. You know, they didn't have a, any problems with transfers or anything like that. Just, you know, consistently won under him, and, and that's what you hope for. I certainly wish him well and am uh, thankful for his time as the head coach of the Rams. So congrats to Christian on his collegiate retirement. It sounds like he's not, you know, retiring altogether, but has his next uh, gig figured out, whatever that is. Yeah, I, I hope he enjoys it. All right, that's all I have for today. Uh, we're going to continue to catch up with some of these 2023 recruits over the next couple of weeks. Uh, tomorrow, I'm supposed to speak with Andrew Lorick, so really looking forward to that. He was the first defensive commit for CSU, a uh, defensive lineman, has played defensive end primarily. Really good frame, though, so I'm intrigued to hear you know what the staff's vision is for him moving forward, what sold him on CSU, all that fun stuff. I always enjoy the opportunity to to speak with these guys before they get to campus. I know you guys are going to enjoy that one too. Make sure you keep up with all the written content. Uh, follow us on social at DNVR underscore Rams. You can follow me individually at Justin T. Michael if you do not already do so. Word. That's about it for today. Much love. Stay cool out there. Peace. Kid 
kid with the cup khakis wearing graphic tees feeling way too trendy raps that kill oh i'm deadly primed and ready like machetes at a deli in new delhi feeling scummy like martin scarelli turn jam into jelly then drink it like juice the water's the truth so i sip on that too skinny looking kid with no car keys like the only thing i drive is rcrv's got the stash like steve harvey oh i'm gnarly